just getting up or just getting out the door, we get it. Life in SoCal isn't always 9 to 5. That's why Today in LA's team is going strong at the crack of dawn for you. Shauna, her forecast will tell you what to wear. Alicia, her down-to-the-mile traffic will keep you in the clear. Adrian and Daniela, they'll break down all the morning's breaking news so nothing takes you by surprise. It's simple. You wake up, we'll open your eyes. Today in LA, for you. Starting at 4 a.m. Previously on The Walking Dead. It's time to see Negan. You know what keeping Negan alive means to us. I know what seeing him dead means to her. Please, you don't have to do this. I forgive you, man. Take him to the bridge. It ain't ever gonna hold him. I'll get washed out no, to sea. No, man, I'm not sacrificing the bridge. I'll find another way. All right, hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Talking About Walkers, The Walking Dead Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here with you tonight. This is, uh, was supposed to be a sad affair, but, uh, it's really not. It's a celebration, I, I guess, of life, um... And uh, we're going to talk, obviously, a lot more about the events of tonight. But let me introduce my wonderful uh, crew. Of course, I'm going to start off with the one and only Olaf Barbosa. How you doing, Olaf? I am doing fantastic. It's been a, another great day in the wonderful state of Indiana. And I, uh, let's see, let's see, let me turn on the video here will show let me flip the camera around as you can see i'm out outside right now i happen to be at my assistant's house hi wave at everybody say hello hi hey (laughs) and enough of that so uh, i uh uh i am now one house down i sold my house last week and got moved out of it so I have I figured out in, in life, I have actually come full circle in life. You know, when I used to, when the shop was going good, and, you know, I used to spend a lot of time at the shop, mm-hmm. and I almost lived there. Well, now I do, because I don't, the other house isn't ready yet, so I'm living in my office. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, but it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Started a new job, and it's like the third day of training today, and exciting. It's like. Good things are happening. I'm so except, happy for you, man. Yeah, except for tonight's episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad <laughs> that you are here, and I'm excited about talking about the show tonight. Uh, um, awesome. Also joining us is the one and only Jen. How are you doing, Superstar? Um, really? <laughs> Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, Kente. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually have to tell this like little tiny itty-bitty story here. I anticipated that The Walking Dead tonight was going to just be a full-on emotional ordeal, that I would be so sad that I wouldn't be able to hold myself together. And so I'm on this super very low-carb kind of uh, eating lifestyle. And I made myself a giant, huge pan of 
carbohydrates and cheese, macaroni and cheese. Oh, wow. And <laughs> now I feel like I don't know if I should eat it or if I shouldn't. I don't feel as sad as I thought I was going to, and yet I still want to indulge. So I, I, I feel like that's sort of the, uh, that's the message of the episode as well. I, I, can, I can help you with that sadness thing. Uh, yeah, I think you should all come over and just have a whole bunch of this. You save yeah, Josh, me from myself. Still, Josh is still dead. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, you didn't even get his name right. Uh, it's Job, Justin. right? It's Job. <laughs> Justin, that's what I said. Yo, Jason. that dude's still Jason, still right? <laughs> Jason, right? That's his name, Jason, right? I'm, I'm so glad I have such a wonderful, supportive uh, crew here. This is awesome. You guys are just, mm-hmm. I know it. In the zombie apocalypse, I'm pretty sure you guys would be the ones stabbing me in the back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get you, you no, know we're gonna, very well. We're going to be the ones. We, we'd, we'd be tying your shoes, shoelaces together so you trip and fall a lot. And, yeah, right, know, like, yeah. Human bait. Be, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Like, like got to have somebody for bait. Whew. Okay, well, I'm still glad I'm here with you. So if whatever that says about me, whatever it says about me. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, I mean, let's get into this episode. There's no reason to uh, dick around. (laughs) The episode was called What Comes After. And basically, it's the continuation of last week's episode, The the Obliged. And um, so uh, where we left off at was uh, Rick was impaled by some rebarb looking like he's about to get eaten up by some zombies. And essentially what we got in this episode is a a long parade of death. And um, we got a long parade of, of, uh, of Rick bleeding and, you know, every moment looked like it was going to be his end. And then we saw some characters that came back to say goodbye. And um, except for the character, two characters you would have expected he would have saw but anyway we'll we'll get to that in a minute um so let's let's get right into it um i mean and there's no reason to beat around the bush let's focus on the rick grimes aspect of it uh before we get to ultimately what happened in the very end let's focus on um the people that he saw in his uh his dreams or whatever you want to call it. Uh, let's start off with, uh, 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 Shane. Um, now obviously we're supposed to take from each one of these encounters something. And, uh, I'm gonna start off with you, Jen, uh, the, the Shane encounter. What did you take from that? Um, Shane is the pillar of courage. Shane is the pillar of, uh, go do it. Get out there. Don't be afraid. Tackle it head on. And, I think that Shane being the first one that he saw was actually really important too, right? Because courage is the first thing that he actually needed in order to move forward. Um, also, <laughs> I really, is it sad? It is sad. It's so sad to say that I sort of wish that they could have had that on the show. I mean, like it, everything always felt so contentious after he was gone. And I am really sad that we didn't get to see that kind of back and forth between the two of them. I felt like that was so telling. <coughs> I, I just, I, I liked it. I, I really liked that. That particular encounter was actually really good. Do we take from that scene that that was confirmation that Judith is actually his child? Is that the, the I, way the writers, uh, you think, are putting You know, it I thought about that 
and I don't know if that's confirmation or if it's in Rick's mind confirmation. That is, that is what Rick thinks. I, I don't think that we could take any real uh, confirmation from it. I don't think we could take anything like, you know, oh yeah, this is what the, the showrunners are trying to tell us. I think because Shane is an invention in Rick's mind, so it's reaffirmation of Rick's subconscious saying, Judith isn't yours. But he did also say, she doesn't have your nose. So maybe he has his own little doubts. I don't know. But it, feel, it felt very much to me like that's what he was saying. Like his subconscious was saying, I don't care if she's mine. I, whatever he knows, he knows. Does that make sense? No, it makes it makes really good sense. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. Um, for me, but my thing is more. So, do you think that's the writer's way of saying giving definitive? Uh, I'm, I'm sure they're going to probably put it out there somewhere, or they're definitely going to be asked. Um, are we supposed to take that as definitive proof that that uh, is is? Well, I don't know. If they, I don't know if you would call call that definitive proof, or if they're still wanting to allude to well maybe it's his maybe it's not you know it's like the, it it still lends to that whole you know well everybody thinks it's shane's but and rick thinks it's shane's and but is it really shane's here's the thing if if what we are taken to believe if no if if the writers give us confirmation that that really is shane's baby and it's not Rick's and we're left with no ambiguity then the Grimes family is no more because even if Judith Grimes in name stands up and takes on her father's mantle and wears the hat there really is no more Grimes family in terms of uh in terms of just just the familial blood right if we are supposed to take that being a Grimes is something more than blood, is about your spirit, is about your conviction, is about your uh, attitude toward your fellow man, then that may be that carryover. That do it doesn't matter whose blood you are. You anybody can be a Grimes as long as you are like Rick Grimes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's interesting. I, 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 you know, that's something I hadn't even thought about in such a long time. And, uh, this episode kind of brings that back up. And I, 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 I like the fact that they threw it in there, you know, with the conversation and, you know, I like, it's, it, it's uh -huh. also, it, it's also, it's their unfinished business. I mean that every, everybody who dies tries to figure out their unfinished business before they die. It, it is the cornerstone of folklore around the world that ghosts stay here and haunt because they have unfinished business. And as, and as Rick is going through all of these different flashbacks, or uh, not flashbacks, as he's going through all of these different stages where he's seeing people and experiencing things, he is settling his unfinished business with the world. And and to me, that is right. one of his biggest unfinished business pieces is dealing with does it matter if Judith is his? And the answer is no, it really doesn't. No, because that that's a that's the like you said, the unfinished business. 
he never got to confront Shane about it exactly. you know, directly. So in, like I say, in this uh, episode there, they get to have that conversation. He gets to call him the asshole because of all that. And they kind of laugh about it and go on. But like you say, he gets to finish that business, gets that conversation out of the way. Yep. So, yeah, that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Another uh, a great uh, cameo uh, is, you know, Herschel. Of course, definitely due to the fact that um, not only because it was great for the show and the fact that they were able to get that in before he passed away was pretty awesome, you know. Um, and he looked great, too, by the way. Uh, he did. Scott. Yeah, he did. Um, so how do you guys take uh, this encounter between uh, Rick and the significance in Herschel? Well, I, I personally see, uh, see Herschel as being the emotional core of who Rick later sort of went on to be like the shaping of Rick emotionally was very influenced by Rick. And you know, what was funny? What was funny is there, the unfinished business seemed to be something about forgiveness because Rick didn't think that he had done a good enough job and, and that he was sorry about Maggie and sorry about, but how Herschel says to him, no, what you have to understand is that everybody is stronger because of you. And I, 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 there was something really resonant about that. It was really actually very powerful, way more powerful even than the Shane piece, because I feel like it carried so much more weight, not just because of who it was that said it, but also because of what it really meant to Rick. Like that was all of his heart sort of all on his sleeve at one time. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Because his conversation, his conversation with Shane, you know, Shane was trying to say, you dig deep and get that rage so that you can go on. Now you need to wake up. Right. And then, and then with Herschel, it was not, you need to dig deep and get that rage with uh, his conversation with Herschel was you need to dig deep and get that strength that you showed everybody. It's good, and it made them stronger. It made you strong, and made them stronger. And that was his way. Or in other words, like you say, Rick was asking for forgiveness because he thought he didn't do enough. And Herschel gave him his, uh, gave him his blessing that no, you did a lot more than you thought. And and, and honestly, everything's like, okay. And and honestly, let, let's just take a moment to actually realize what Rick's subconscious is telling him at that moment. And despite the fact that even at that moment, he is bleeding out and dying, trying to corral a herd of walkers away. There is something, it's beyond the pale for me in terms of how to describe what kind of moment that is when the hero becomes this sort of, uh, I'm not good enough. I need forgiveness. I haven't done everything that I should. In the moments when he is being good enough, doing things that probably nobody else even would do, that there's just, I mean, 
if they wanted to set Rick up as being the ultimate sacrifice, they really did a good job because yes. that's exactly what I got from it. I felt that to the core. Right. And it's like, I mean, they set him up for, for a true hero's death. Mm-hmm. What about Sasha? Uh, what do you think the significance of uh, the scene with Sasha? Uh, which I found, I thought it was very interesting. Um, I wonder though, like why Sasha, why not Lori? Uh, well, you know, we'll get to why not Lori or Carl, but um, we'll, we'll save that for later. But uh, why Sasha, you think? Oh, that's a good question. I, I, Olaf, do you want to try that one? Um, I'm not really, I think I, I'm not really clear on, you know, on Sasha other than, again, it was about strength and his leadership uh, made everybody stronger, but it, it wasn't as pronounced okay. as Herschel's. I don't. I, I kind of didn't really understand that too well. For so her. I, I, I think that Sasha's, uh, that Sasha's appearance in Rick's dying subconscious, whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> had everything to do with the fact that Sasha is probably one of the most, or had been the most. Um, analytic might not be the right word, but pragmatic of all the characters that I have seen. And the kind of wisdom that Sasha was able to impart, I think, to Rick in in his subconscious moment was sort of um, not negated. What is the right word? Um, there, There was this juxtaposition between what Sasha was saying and what was in front of them, right? A sea of bodies. And I mean, for sure, I, I don't know if anybody else felt this, but when I saw the, the, the body with the blonde hair, I, I immediately thought of fallen characters. I, I felt like fallen characters were everywhere around in that sea of bodies. Well, and, they were. Yeah, and, Carol, Carol's in there. That's uh, like you saw Rosita, Carl. Oh, that, that's right, head. that's right, that's yeah. right. I, 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 I think Lori, e- even the ones that her. we didn't see, like even right. the ones that, oh, that's what I was saying, not the ones that we did see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, so, so the, the idea of having Sasha tell Rick that this isn't the end, that the end is all of us, to me felt like, well, and I guess also I should back up and say, if we all sort of think back on what was important to Sasha, I I feel like she was maybe the only voice that could have told Rick that he is a part of everything, not everything. As in, like, how long has Rick felt like he is the only the only thing that holds things together? How many times have we actually seen that happen? How many times have we seen Rick think that he's the linchpin for everything? And for anybody, but specifically for Sasha, to say no you're just a part of everything. You see, everything dies. But it's everything dies, and through everything dying, things can live. That's a hard message in a post-apocalyptic world, especially where life and death is, it, where it's everything is so tenuous, right? To understand that life goes on because death happens is 
and, and where the dead roam the world as an added layer, I think o probably only the Sasha character could have said to him what he needed to say. Now, I, I guess maybe I should say, maybe some other characters could have, but I don't know if they would have had the gravitas, so to speak, to say it to him. Um, I don't think Laurie's too, there's too much emotion in Laurie. There's too much, there's too much other baggage in other characters. But well, now wouldn't, it's like in bringing that up now, I kind of, it's like with Sasha, there's a lot of it, you know, a lot of her stuff was about, you know, there's family. I mean, yeah. she was kind of family, you know, uh, oriented too. And Rick, each time he's had one of these, each time one of these visions, and there was, it was all about, I have to find my family. I got to have my, we, the family needs to be together. And it's like, wasn't Sasha, didn't she have kind of that same uh, bond of, of, of the, the family tie type stuff, more family friendly? I mean, yes. Yeah. And yeah. I would love to hear what the writers said, but I, I don't, I'm not sure if that's actually what that was about. I, because, because I think it was who it's sort it's interesting. Well, it's, it's sort of who I, I, would make each, each, yeah, I, each piece make sense. Do you think this girl, do you think this girl on the screen is supposed to be Beth? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I, um, yeah. I also, let's just let's be honest. It's a practical reason too. These are people who they were able to get back <laughs> for the episode. And that, and that. <laughs> so we might be reading a little too much into it, uh, you know. Um, but I mean, yeah. It's like as far as getting, you know, Rick's uh, Lori, uh, say, uh, Lori back. Uh, you know, I I saw her in Atlanta last week, so I know she's still around. But, no, but we also she might be we also working heard on something. the voice of Abraham, right? We also heard the voice of Abraham in this episode. Yeah, I mean, you know, she could have been working on something, or they didn't want to pay her. You know, <laughs> I mean, she might have wanted more than they were willing to uh, to uh, pay. You know, yeah. Let's not break the fourth wall that much. We'll we'll just go with our own interpretation. Oh, you want to lie to the people? She wants to <laughs> lie to the people. <laughs> I did. You know what I did? I of all the scenes that were Rick's uh, reconciliation scenes, that is the one to me that was the most both emotional and uh, cornerstone of letting go. It's it, it was at that moment that I thought, oh, you know, maybe they really are going to kill him. Maybe I've been wrong all this time. And he really is going to die. Because at that moment, I felt like what the show was telling us was not only can we go on without Rick, but humanity can survive without a Rick Grimes. That it, that it is okay for the rest of the world to continue on without a, in quotes, Rick Grimes. And I, for a moment, I really thought that that was going to be the end like i had completely switched my thinking that they weren't going to kill him so hmm. what do you think about i mean i got it on the screen the the what they ultimately did i, I don't like them <laughs> for it that's like uh, they, i'm sorry they set him up and like they made him live no there's still that doubt that you still have that he could come back he could show up again no he was supposed to die die and be done. 
I, it's like I, I, I didn't, I didn't like that way of ending it myself. I was like, not that I want to see Rick go. I mean, you know, he, he is an important character to the story, but you know, when they're setting this up for the last, you know, since this all started, that he's this is going to be it. This is his, uh, this is his last episode, and they let him live. Well, because they had him, they had him set up for a hero's death. And the the whole you know exploding of the bridge and everything else, and everything that led up to that, would have been a memorial death for him if he would have been blown up on the bridge. But to be blown off the side of the damn thing, and then gets picked up by the helicopter, nobody's seen. Uh, really, no. Well, well <laughs> I'm, as not, you can, I'm not. I'm not thrilled about it. I don't if you, like it. If you see this on my screen. Um, you know, it's been confirmed at AMC. The story of Rick Grimes will con- uh, will continue in the series of movies. So it's not over for Rick Grimes. We, I, I had have, a feeling that that's what was going to happen. It's like, just when you thought it was over, it's going to be three movies. Hey, okay, hey, okay, hey, Jen, because... Hey, Jen, Jen, Jen yes. Shane's still dead. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. That's okay. I have him as the Punisher. It's cool. Okay. Uh, that I I actually wanted to address something uh, sort of last time that we had the podcast, but I saved it for this podcast. the The Walking Dead universe is at this point it is so expanded, especially with Fear the Walking Dead and the crossover with Morgan and the Fear the Walking Dead group. the The universe for the Walking Dead is now much bigger than I think any of us would have anticipated, even the people who read the comics who might know, you know, a little stuff about a little, a little stuff, a little bit about things that happen that maybe the show doesn't sort of cover um, ideas about other places and stuff. What I didn't expect was that they would make use of the walking dead universe in the way that they have made use of the Walking Dead universe. And in some ways, I think that letting Rick, letting Rick live was actually really smart on their part, not just so they can go have movies, but also because if the people... Okay, everybody that is near and dear to us on the Walking Dead right now believes that he's dead. They will have no reason to think that he's alive. So there is zero... Uh, chance, unless some other crazy thing happens, that they will hear something from Rick and go, oh, he's still alive. How is that even possible? On the other hand, as the viewer, we get to see the hope of Rick Grimes continue to move forward. That is, in the zombie apocalypse, there can still be a, a Rick Grimes moving forward. And again, it goes back to that pivot point where I thought, oh, okay, they're telling us we can get along without him. Knowing that this can continue, no, not knowing this can continue, knowing that the world that Rick built can continue, that's a big deal. For the viewers, I think it's a huge deal. I don't know if it means a lot this season to people, but I do think it might mean a lot to people in the coming season. Does that, does that make sense? I, I hope that, that I explained that properly. 
No, it makes it makes really good uh, sense what you're saying. I just I don't know what to think of it. To be honest with you, from a storytelling point of view, from a whatever point of view, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I loved it. I, I loved it. I, I absolutely. I did not want them to kill Rick. I was hoping, and I think I even mentioned something about them keeping it very ambiguous. I'm glad that they went down that road. Um, I I. I don't like the idea of ending such a huge aspect of what made The Walking Dead The Walking Dead. That did not feel right to me. Whether he was going to exit or not, whether there were going to be movies or not, I don't care. Having him leave, just so pretend we don't know that there's going to be movies. Having him leave and, and having it be something on the note of hope is, to me, so much better than all of the outcomes that we have had with other characters where they have all left in a kind of very sad finality. And for Rick to get that hero send-off where he gets to live despite everything else that has happened, that to me feels like we have honored the character properly by not killing him. Because this is The Walking Dead. The, the world is all about death. So the fact that he doesn't have to die means something phenomenally big and only we the viewers get to share in that knowledge nobody else gets to know well okay one other person gets to know but none of the people that we know on the walking dead are going to know just us i feel like that's sort of amazing yeah 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 i guess (laughs) i guess shane and justin are still dead yeah long as yeah long as (laughs) As long as, what's his name, Jason, uh, Joshua, <laughs> you know, whatever guy. that guy's name, as long as he's dead, I guess that's all that matters. <laughs> okay. We should, we should definitely, we should really take a moment, though, to talk about Maggie and Megan. That was Well, so I mean, we, we, we are, we are, but uh, I, okay. I just wanted to, to get that out the way. Um, and then before we get into to that, um, let's talk about this. Time jump. Ooh, that was cool. You think so? Yeah. Yes. And so it went from blonde hair to brown hair. Mm. My kids all did that too, though. That's pretty normal. Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I, and they weren't uh, bothered by Shane either. So <laughs> I, I, I think it's pretty. Yeah. I, I don't know. It didn't like do that. nothing for me. I was just kind of like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was just like, wow, there's Judas. I, I liked it because 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 there's no because there's no good way to pick up that story and and mm-hmm. and drag us through all of that. That that seems that seems cruel to us as the viewer. So well, I liked it. I mean, if it was done well, I mean, you know, you can do anything. You didn't think it was done well? What did you think was wrong? No, no, I said no. I'm saying you said drag us through that and all of that, and I'm like. Oh yeah! I was like, if it's done good, you can do anything, pretty much. <clears throat> I don't know that. I'm not sure if that's even true. I don't. I don't know if. See, I think that what's happening is that. Oh boy, that I know this. That it becomes such a weird pivot point. But at the point that we're at now, with no Rick, if we don't do, or if they didn't do a time jump ahead, I. I my guess is that people wouldn't want to continue to even bear with it. Because, because everything that we know that that did exist is now not in existence. Basically, everything is all 
turned upside down. So it's sort of the perfect time for a time jump. Oh, you're going to yeah, love because, Wait, wait a minute. Well, because, uh, wait, wait, hold on one second. You're going to love this picture. <laughs> oh, boy. You see? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Hilarious. Mm-hmm. I figured you would you would like that because you're a big uh, Tolkienite. That's actually pretty hilarious. That is. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm love sorry. the hair. Oh, love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I got to show, show that to you, Jen. <laughs> also, don't you think that, that the appearance of Judith also is just like further... Uh, issuance, like I said before, about oh. how uh, okay. about how Rick gets to have a legacy, right. <clears throat> and that we wouldn't get to see that legacy if we didn't have the time jump. I mean, that it would be years and years into the future before we even understood how Rick had affected everybody. In this way, we get to yeah, see it really how quick. Far, how far is that jump? But in other words, yeah, like I said, and like I said, it, well, I how far? I think is I read in six and, years. Okay. And her being there, because you don't see, and there was, okay, everything blows up, and uh, we're not sure what's going to happen, uh, like, in the next, next couple of episodes. But, you know, having Judith, like you say, kind of keeps the interest, like, okay, what happened to everybody else, and why is Judith out here running around in the woods by herself, shooting, you know, and dead shot, you know, a dead shot with all these walkers out here, you know. So yeah, the the time jump was good because that makes you kind of wonder, like, well, how did she get there, and how did she get to be such a good shot? Yeah, how did she wind up with Carl's hat and all that? So yeah, I think you're outnumbered, Kente. Because no, I'm just—it's hard for me to be impressed, I guess. You know, uh, I have to say, um, there were certain shots where um, uh, Negan kind of reminded me of Olaf a little bit. Olaf kind of has a Negan uh, vibe to him. Say what? <laughs> I mean that with love. Say, say. <laughs> do, do what now? You know, I said uh, you kind of have a, a, a Negan vibe look. Uh, <laughs> I, when I when I was looking at Negan, I was like, you know, he kind of looks like Olaf a little bit. Well, so you're, so you're 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 cracking on my Santa my Santa look, huh? <laughs> no, no, I'm giving you pro- I'm giving <laughs> I'm giving you props, Negan. You know, so you you I'm I'm looking uh, look like Negan. Okay, well, I guess that that could be props. Okay, I'll take it as props. Yeah, I was like, okay, Olaf, Olaf looking like Negan these days. Uh, so, um, but um, here, let me play this clip uh, from the Negan uh, and um, what's that girl's name? Uh, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, people. It, it's Maggie. Uh, so, uh, oh, wait, hold on a second. I need to. <laughs> hold on a second. Let me. I had it all queued up. Here we go. I want to see you in the light. Wait. You're all. Let me go. And you can live with what comes out. All right, here we go. I had it queued up and I messed it up. My bad. <laughs> Oh, she just gave up the keys, huh? It's a shame. She got the blade, but you, you got the fire. Our money was on you. So you remember me? Of course I do. 
Well, I thought you were gonna win. Good. Get on your knees. His name was Glenn. So now what, you finally come for revenge? Justice. Damn. Thought you'd do this a hell of a lot sooner. It'd take you this long to work up your nerve. I was always going to settle this. What you did to my husband. Get on your knees. What I did to him? You mean how I cracked open his skull and popped out his goddamn eyeball? How I bashed his big, beautiful brains into the ground over and over while you and his little friends watched. Is that what you mean? Oh, I used to say that I didn't enjoy killing. That was a lie. Your old man. Christ, I forgot his name again. He was different. Killing him the way I did. Oh, that Justice, kill me. It was worth it. I want to see you in the light. what you came here for. You kill me! Move into the light. Kill me. Please. Please kill me. Why? Just do it. You tell me why. Tell me why should I? So I can be with my wife. So I can be with the field. I should be dead. I have to be dead. It is supposed to be you. It has to be you. Because I can't do it. I can't do it. I've tried. I can't. I can't be like this. Please, please don't make me stay like this. Just settle it. Settle me. Kill me. Please. Get back in your cell. No. 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 No, why? I came to kill Negan. You're already worse than dead. Ooh, he's already worse than dead. Oh. Wow, that come out deep. 
Uh, hold on a second. We have a caller. I'm going to try to get this caller in. Hold on a second. Hello? Hey. Hey, can everybody hear our caller? Oh, okay. Let me turn it up. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Fine. And uh, tell the audience who you are. I mean, I haven't talked to you in so long. I forgot what you. I forgot what you. Uh, your voice sounded like. That's my long adopted daughter. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, you can hear everybody. You can hear Olaf, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I can barely hear her though. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know what that is. Uh, my, but um. As long as the audience can hear, you, you hear it. You guys hear enough. <laughs> so, what did you think of the episode tonight? Uh, I loved it. Yeah. I watched it. Thankfully, we had a quiet night being able to watch it. We watched it with uh, my girlfriend's dad, and I, I absolutely love every bit of it. Were you um, were you happy that uh, Rick didn't ultimately die? Yes and no. I, I I had seen a lot of people like predict that that was how it was going to end, and I just thought that sounded like a really fairy tale kind of ending. <laughs> um, and then it happened, and I was like, oh okay. Um, it, I liked it. I liked that it leaves it open, and he didn't just die. Although I still think that. Where we thought he was gone, I also thought that would have been an awesome, like, epic going out for him. Yeah. It, yeah, the the bridge, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little bit, like, I, I like, you know, the way they did it, but I also, part of me is wanting, it, it should have ended there. Because um, I was like, wow, that was so epic. And then you see him, and I was like, ah, they're going to do the fairy tale ending. Right, right, right. Yeah, um... Yeah, I, you know, I, I think, I think, uh, it, look, it's it's all big business, and obviously, uh, there were so many people that were saying this was going to be their last episode. <laughs> with, you know, once he, so now they, those people are like, okay, I guess I'm gonna stick with it. You know, <laughs> right. part of my life I was like I think this is where I say goodbye to it and I was so ready for it tonight and I don't know why but it brought me back in yeah well, well it, it was definitely a, a good look for the show so uh and you know um I'm so glad though that uh at least the fans are seem to be happy about it so that's a good thing that, yes so mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think about the time jump with Judith? I did not see it coming. When she spoke, I, that was when I was like, no way. And then they showed her, and I was like, I, I like it because I wanted to see that for Carl. Mm. Like, he like, can't take over. Like, you know, if, if 
you know, Rick did leave, like, I was hoping that Carl would kind of carry on and then it would pass on to Judith, but, like, I see it, like, they're, they're making Judith the, the little badass that Carl was supposed to be, like, or kind of was, just, I wanted to see more for Carl, but I think I'll be happy yeah yeah i'm definitely down with that so uh what do you think about the season so far honestly i have barely watched like actual life of the season i i've found it interesting um i haven't been as into it as i used to be um i kind of wish there was a little bit more negan i kind of feel like it's i hate saying this because i also hate when people say this but i feel like it's too much of a soap opera lately Right. Um, so there, there's been things that have brought me to be like, oh wow, this is a great episode. Um, so like the last few episodes has been, there's a few great moments, and then other times I'm just like, eh. So I was, I was at least caught up to, like, tonight, I was like, I've got to rewatch it all, refresh my mind, watch it. Um, but yeah, I haven't really watched it. Like, I used to watch, like you guys know, as soon as it came out, I have been so behind recently. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. You've been out there having a good time. I see you on Instagram, booed up and all of that. So I, I, we know how it is. <laughs> so, but now that's it's so good to hear your voice, though, uh, you know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my wild child. <laughs> yep. It's like Roof Rider rides again. Well, you, oh, you would you would have had a blast right in there with I us. I, uh, I and I think Ben posted a snap with you, and I was just like wanting to cry. I was like, I missed that. Oh, oh. Like we do so much in Atlanta. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So um, we we just played a clip of uh, Negan, um, the the clip with Negan and Maggie. What do you think about that one? That scene. I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, I think between both of them, I don't know why, but I loved it because I think the comic book wise, it's all wonderful. wanted to see Negan uh, on his knees, huh? Even though I have been staying up to date on it, but they're still doing, you know, they're paying the comic book tribute. Hmm. 
Now, um, do you guys That's think... That's a good point. Do you guys think that that was all legit or was there a little bit of gamemanship with it? I think it was legit. I don't think he was playing. I think it actually broke him. Uh, <clears throat> you know, because, like I said, he didn't want to... I, I, I thought at first that it was a play to get her to do something to goof up, to slip up so that she could, so he could, like, you know, maybe get out or something. But then when he walked back into the cell, I'm like, no, he's he's broke. It's like they actually broke Negan. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> at, the la- at the end of the last episode, uh, we saw Negan bashing his head into the wall as if he was trying to end it on his own. And I think that's what he was referencing when he said, I can't do this on my own. Right. He doesn't want to be around anymore. I, I, I think I can totally understand that. I, I, I do think that in the comics, I don't, I, uh, I don't know, it's been so long, but I, I feel like in the comics it was a little bit more, um, like there was more, you could kind of get the power play between Rick and Negan, and I, it, it, it sort of expressly felt like they were still uh, not dueling, but you could really see that. <clears throat> excuse me, that the Negan line is so. Um, it's important to understand. <clears throat> excuse me again. That Negan without power is not Negan. Like Negan without power is just a man who lost his wife, and and ultimately. In a strange way, I think Maggie understood that. Like, his grief and her grief were basically the same. And his suffering is exactly what Maggie wants. She, that, that killing him would actually be a kindness. As opposed to the long-suffering that I think she honestly embraces. Well, and, and she said it herself. In other words, I came here to kill Negan. But this what's what you're going through is far worse than yeah. I could ever do by killing him. So yeah, by leaving him alive, it's more punishment to him because he doesn't want to be here anymore. So yeah, it's and like I said, they 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 finally did. They broke him. Because That's, you know it in all honesty, Maggie is still just as horrible as she was before. In some ways, maybe more. I mean, maybe Michonne is happier that Maggie didn't kill him, but the but this idea that Maggie had some kind of you know come to Jesus moment in that moment is completely and totally wrong. She's well, just as vindictive as she was before. Right. But do you, do you think that Michonne might have thought you know because since Michonne has been around Negan since it all happened, and you know they've kept him locked up, said no, we're going to keep him alive and all that, and it's to show people. You know that you're not going to treat us like that. You know, do you think that by her saying, "Okay, go ahead, go kill him. If you got to go kill him, go kill him." And do you think Michonne kind of thought that she would go in there and see this different Negan than what she remembered a year and a half ago, and come to her own conclusion, like one, he's far worse in this condition than if I kill him. If I kill him, I give him mercy. If I leave him alive, he suffers. I I, I think this was an incredibly calculated gamble on Michonne's part. 
because it could have gone either way and Michonne would have had to have lived with uh, maybe not a guilt isn't really the right word but with a kind of I was responsible by giving Maggie the keys on the other hand I, I do sort of think that Michonne and Maggie had kind of like a showdown right there that said hey you know uh, uh, you're not my keeper I'm not your keeper and this is, we have to come to some we have to come to some understanding ourselves Are, like like would Maggie have gone through Michonne I don't think so but in that moment I feel like this was Michonne's best bet for saying I believe in law and order now it's up to you you know you tell me now what do you think uh, like but it was still so calculated on her part I mean it could have gone either way right it really could have yeah and uh, you know she wasn't gonna we know that she wasn't gonna kill her you know or I mean to protect Megan exactly <laughs> you know that wasn't gonna happen so yeah well but but, well, but I think I, but it, that's the point right that that's well, the point was we Michonne knew that that Maggie wouldn't kill her to get to Negan. I, I just, right. I, I refuse to believe that that was even on the table. But what I think that showdown sort of said was there's Maggie's way and there's Michonne's way. And, and despite the fact that it seemed like Maggie's way won, actually Michonne's way won. Right. <clears throat> because like I said, I think, I think in, in, in the back of her mind, because the whole, the whole conversation between Maggie and Michonne uh, you know, you can see the rage and stuff in Maggie, and you see Michonne. You know, tears come into her eyes, and like I said, I think that in the back of her mind, that Michonne's thinking, you know, Negan is not the same twisted, demented person he was. That whole thing changed him to the blubbery, to the pile of blubbering mess that he is right now. So, in other words, by her saying, all right, I'm going to try to talk you out of it. If I can't talk you out of it, all right, here, go kill him. And then when she gets in there and starts to try to, you know, get him out and wants to really, you know, hurt him, then once she actually sees him for what he is now, you know, like I said, it was kind of kind of Michonne's way of going, like, going well... I don't think she's going to kill him after she sees him because she'll see that he's in a far worse place than if he was dead. So I still think I, I still would say that that's that was in the back of Michonne's mind that if because she knew how much I mean, you know, her and Maggie, were you know, they they, you know, pretty good. I mean, they were fairly close, but, you know, they uh, so she kind of knows Maggie and how she thinks. So that's why I say I think I think Michonne had in the back of her mind. I think she had that there that when she goes in and sees him and what he's really like this time. Oops, sorry, that he's she's not gonna kill him. Well, and also I I do think that this is not over. I I think um, I I think that this is sort of a, a definitely a strange point at which all the groups are at, which is which way is better, which way is the way that we're going to follow, or which way is the way each group is going to follow. And I don't think it's over. I think that that showdown was maybe a little taste of what is to come. 
what gets reorganized, what gets, what, how much vigilanteism is there allowed? Uh, is it allowed? Um, you know, does so it really what, mean anything? So you're kind of thinking that this is laying the groundwork for what the new community or the new world is going to be like. In other words, which, which side of justice are you going to run on? Yeah, uh, you gonna are you gonna go in with the you know with uh, actual justice or is it gonna be cowboy yes. justice? Yeah, okay. yeah we we know which side of justice you're on, uh, Olaf. That cowboy justice. It's like dude, it's like hey, it's like I run right straight down the middle. I shoot both sides. Yeah, and, 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 and I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure if we even even though the this standoff happened, I'm not even sure that we understand yet which. So, because I think that's the point of the time jump, right? We don't even know yet which side of justice each individual community may adhere to. We know now that they are very fragmented. So each individual community could have its own sort of system. And if that's what happens, boy, that makes Michonne's job much harder, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, much harder. Um, so let me ask this to everybody. What are you guys most excited about um, the future of the show? Um, now that you know that Rick isn't going to be dead, but um, I mean, uh, go ahead. The whispers. Uh, I'd say no. I'd say what I'm most excited to see is the helicopter that, that took him away crash. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Mm. This isn't an episode of Mash. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you? Jen, you said the whispers. Yeah, yeah, I because that's oh, I see. I shouldn't. I won't. I won't spoiler anything. But what we saw in the preview is perfect. It's just such a perfect. Uh, it took me a second even to realize what was really happening, and I'm so excited about it. I this is one of the parts of the comic that I really enjoyed. I don't know why, but there is something so uh, sick about what is coming up. Something so. Uh, I don't know what the word is. It's darkly, it's just very dark. But it's really, if they do it well, it is It is such an excellent storytelling point. I, I think everybody's going to like it. So that's what I'm excited for. You, you, you got kind of a dark side to you, don't you? Oh, do I ever. Do <laughs> I ever. Mm-hmm. All right. And, 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 and also, I will say one other thing that I am actually really I think looking forward to is seeing how they progress the characters, how the actors choose to take this six year jump point and change either who they are fundamentally or lessons they have learned to go forward. Because we, got, we have a little bit of a taste of that, um, but we also know that things will definitely shift in terms of how they are interacting with the world now. So that is kind of exciting. I am actually looking forward, I think, to understanding what is what has transpired over the past six years in sort of narrative form more than anything else. Yeah. And now we got big badass Judith to uh, continue with, too. And the show's <laughs> new hairstyle, uh, yeah. which I really like. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, let me start off with you, Cindy. Cindy, yep. Um, so, are you? St- uh, are you- I know you're on Instagram. Well, are you doing anything uh, as far as Facebook or anything? Um, a little bit. I haven't been on my uh, 
Okay. Uh, do you want to uh, plug it? Well, what do you What do you yeah. got? And don't be a stranger. You know, we love you here. Absolutely not. Because I, I, they, they reeled me in with that next three episodes thing. So I think, I don't think this was the end for me. All right. All right. Uh, let's cool. go to you, Jen. How can we get you in social media and all that good stuff? Well, before I tell you how you can get me on social media, I just want to remind everybody that Tuesday is election day in the U.S. So if you can get out and vote, it is so important. Please just vote. Just Vote. Yes. Okay. You can get me on social media at following bliss one <clears throat> on Twitter and on the web. You can find me at moviesmakethemeal.com and you can find my review site at critical laughs with two L's.com. All right. Well, it's time to vote for American Idol, right? That's what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Actually, <laughs> please vote for Justin to come back on the walking dead. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Make Justin's sure you guys vote. Dead. He's dead. That's what I said. Justin's dead. <laughs> too dead. All right. So, Olaf, how can we get you in social media? <laughs> well, you can stalk me on both Facebook and Twitter at Olaf Barbosa. But as I always say, don't stalk too close because I do get nervous and I do have an itchy trigger finger. <laughs> all right that does not get old all right you can give me at kente f on twitter also on instagram kente ferguson that's k-i-n-t-e-f-e-r-g-e-r-s-o-n and also you can go to our website which is indyradio.org that's i-n-d-y radio.org tomorrow night on uh, men and women talk the mars venus show which comes on at 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern right here on indyradio.org uh, we will be talking to life coaches. So if you guys need any help in your life, tomorrow's the episode to call in and uh, these life coaches will be able to help you get your life together. I definitely need the help. Uh, so and then uh, I believe. Uh, oh, yeah. This Wednesday, it's the finale of um, uh, we're going to try to do it on Tuesday. Uh, Mayans MC. So uh, we're going to try to do it. To, we may do it earlier uh, the night of we're going to really try to do it the night of. And then, uh, I don't believe there's a spotlight scheduled for, uh, Wednesday as of now. So, uh, but you know, we have a lot of stuff going on here at IndieRadio.org. Uh, please check us out. I'm so happy that, uh, uh, you guys came and check us out tonight and look, you got Cynthia, uh, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even say your name. It's been so long. Cynthia. Roof rider. Uh, Cause I'm, you know what that, you know what messed me up is the Cindy Andy Anthea. So now I, I can't even say your name yeah. now. Oh, no. <laughs> Cindy Anthea, yeah. That is my that is my username on everything. So whenever I watch video game streamers, I'm like, oh, I'm 
Oh wow, okay. It's a good tongue twister, that that's for sure. Exactly. Yes. So you guys we'll catch you guys next time. You guys have a great what's left of your weekend. God bless. Peace. Thanks for listening. On November 6th, voters will face a historic election. And for our community, the stakes couldn't be higher. That's why we have to elect Katie Hill for Congress and Gavin Newsom for governor. So on November 6th, let's show the power of our community and elect Katie Hill for Congress and Gavin Newsom for governor. Paid for by Black Pack, blackpack.com, and We Rise Pack in support of Newsom for Governor 2018, which are responsible for the content of this advertising. Committee major funding from SEIU 2015. This advertisement was not authorized by a candidate or committee controlled by a candidate.